This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the companion podcast to Dice Over Everything, where we talk about topics for uh, however long we roll the dice. All right, you got a question so we can get rolling? Do you have a dice so we can get rolling? Not in this room. Did we just destroy this? All right. No. You mentioned the thing. I'm about to grab one. Okay, so I guess we'll start with my question then, so we don't just throw this in the garbage. So lately I've been doing more base work rather than using clear bases and I've gone back to trying to do more groundwork. So I've looked up a bunch more articles about the use of static grass because for some reason I've managed to go through my entire entire hobby life without using static grass. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering what your top tip would be for using like static grass on bases or just flock in general if you don't think if you think that's too specific. Okay. All right, how long? Two minutes. I think that's that's good. So I used static grass for a bit. I didn't really like it, um, but I did find it okay when I put it onto um, a mat with, uh, so I didn't really use it on miniatures. I actually put it on mats uh, with, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? caulking? So I, I made some caulking mats, right? And I would add the static grass and it would stick into the caulking. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's applicable to miniature bases. <laughs> so if you put it down with caulking, you would have had to have painted over it. Yeah, afterwards. So you were actually using the static grass and not keeping its original color. No, it still has its original color. I wash it. Oh, so what color was the caulking then? Because you would, I'm thinking White. you. So wouldn't the caulking have to be painted over? Yeah. So wouldn't you paint over the static grass at the same time? Yeah, somewhat. But it would okay. still it wouldn't be the pure look of the static grass, but it would be it would have some of it, the color, yeah. Oh like okay. the base color basically. Yeah, because right? a little bit will show through of the caulking color and a little bit of the other. Yep. That's the only time I use static grass. Besides that, I didn't like it on bases. Okay. So your tip is you can give a bit of like the grass like texture to a playing mm-hmm. surface, or even maybe if you're doing basing by just like embedding it right in. That's that's actually kind of interesting tip Mm -hmm. that most people wouldn't think of. So from all the videos I watched, the most interesting thing I found for using the static grass was that to give it a more natural look, that it helps to use a more like dead brownish color as the first Mm -hmm. layer you put down Mm -hmm. and then have that laying more flat and then for your second layer that goes over top of that, use a bit of greener, lusher, more lively color. Because mm-hmm. often like you're expecting whatever's fallen on the ground and it's going to be like the lower layer is going to be dead and not like growing mm-hmm. up. It won't be the one that's growing the most at that moment. So yep. you use your brighter, more saturated green color. And so have you that don't st- use the mix static grass, the pre-mixed static grass compounds. Yeah. You use two different ones and you just... It's like you're like the uh, the guy that's obsessed with their lawn and goes right below, uh, like uses scissors on their lawn to make their, their thing perfect. You're like, these ones will be this. And then I will add these individual things on top and they will be green and it'll look perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. That makes sense. Especially if you have like a beautiful diorama and you're trying to make it perfect. Yeah. So I think that was easily two minutes. There we go. Yep. Enough. All right. Now it is my turn. I realized also... Um, that technically we could just not roll the dice 
and just lie about the number. But I did find a dice, so it's fine. How much? Do All you right. Think? No. <laughs> All no. right. Uh, my question is: uh, Have you seen the new orcs from Fort Warhammer Forty Thousand? Uh, I'm going to go with no. So you're going to have to begin answering this and then tell All me. All right. And the question is: What do you think, good or bad? Three minutes. That's about right, too. All right. So uh, okay. So basically, there are new orcs, fant- not fantasy orcs, uh, uh, 40k orcs. Yeah. Um, but they do have the new look of orcs, and and this is kind of has me conflicted because these orcs are more. I don't know. Their faces are more smooth. They are less uh, pitted and gnarled than they used to be, and I'm not sure I fully like them. I think I like the old aesthetic better, and I wish only that the old aesthetic uh, was slightly more in line with their art. I feel like their new orcs are too are not pitted and crusted enough. Basically, they're too smooth. They're they're almost too sleek. So, their faces talking about i do like the fact that their faces are smaller because their heads used to be giant right it's heroic scale right but so so the the orcs had even though technically you didn't need it because their heads are are still supposed to be bigger relative to humans they made them even bigger (laughs) right so that they're equivalently heroic scale so they're like giants but if they had literally the orcs were the heads were the same size as like the human heads it would be the same as the art so so you're saying they match the art better now they do match the art better, but they're too smooth in my opinion. And they're not, I don't feel like they're as, as hunched and deformed as, as well, the, they, they still are, but like, I don't know, too smooth for me. Um, yeah, so overall, I'm not sure if I, I like them, but if they have a new set, I've got to see like the full set of boys and maybe hopefully they'll be good and, and, and I'll buy another 30. Yeah, I would agree. The orcs, they don't seem as characterful. I can't put pinpoint exactly what about them. I think their heads like the upper portion of their heads looks much more human. It's much mm. less ridged. Yeah. Where... And they used to have really gnarly lips, right? Gnarled lips. Like, uh... sorry? They have really big lips as well before. Yeah, they used to have a really long thing and it would be very gnarled and like uh, uh, pitted. So it would mm. really kind of stick out. Now they kind of are more smooth and more rounded. Like you said, more like humans. So. All right. Hopefully yeah, they'll so be fun. good. Hopefully when they release the new boys, it'll be more characterful. So for I've successfully Googled them and I would agree that they look a little too human-like. I mean, they've got pointed ears, but beyond that, they kind of look more like ogre faces almost. They don't have really mm-hmm. big chins, like what you remember from War Machine being sort of interesting. Their noses aren't terribly different than a human nose. What? Their noses are like, like chopped off noses. Yeah. No, they're, they're, humans those don't look like that are you looking at gretchen some of them might be gretchen that are more human-like but either way they're both they're slightly yeah. chopped off but they're not that oh uh, they're not chopped off enough <laughs> no they're not very flat faced they look like if you punch them in the nose it would hurt them whereas like, you think an orc shouldn't get anyways mm-hmm. they're very they're very human-like now which i don't do all right yeah okay all right that's second topic Mm -hmm. all right you got another one yeah i think this one would be sort of interesting after our topic of deck building and card building that Mm -hmm. we talked about recently so the question is with 
adding things to armies or just being able to use people in game, what games can you come to mind for wargaming that have a cool mechanic with NPCs? Or it's basically characters you can interact with in the game. Or, well, characters that you don't control, but they act as NPCs in the game. Like what comes to mind for a game that has interesting mechanics with that? Okay. Three minutes. So we have one more after this. Hmm. Uh, hopefully not two more. Uh, well, the one that comes to mind, obviously, is Frostgrave, right? Okay. It's critical to have uh, wandering monsters. And for a lot of the campaigns, literally the objectives are NPCs. And like for the for a certain mission campaigns, the last boss is an NPC that is like the big baddie where you're all like sometimes you even though the game is competitive at the very end some some of the missions are like you all have to combine to try and kill a monster it's like a boss fight which i really really enjoy it's very characterful yeah with that they suggest that it be player controlled because that particular boss has so many different abilities but yeah they did give it like an ai of sort of it runs down list of abilities it pulls off technically the I, th- I feel like even when it ha- is played by someone, it's still an NPC, right? Because that person is just coming in just to control that thing. He's kind of like a dungeon master or she's kind of like a dungeon master, right? Yep. At the time. So it's not the players that are playing it, right? The, the dungeon master is there to set the stage and make the big baddie move appropriately. Mm-hmm. So you so, think it's cool that some, like a third player can play or like an outside player who's not in the just game come in an NPC? Yeah, just come in and try it out, or try it out, or help add atmosphere. And what I like about the campaigns is, is it's not like every single time, right? Oftentimes, with with dungeon masters and stuff like that, they uh, they can get tired, right, of constantly doing that if they don't have as much control as 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 role playing games, right? Because role playing games, there's it's so creative to build a, a list. When you're playing just the the guy that moves the monsters around and controls the campaign, it's not as fulfilling as a dungeon master there so i just like the fact that it's like hey just ask someone one of your friends to come in just this one time it's not every single time you go and play he's not facilitating your fun he is he just to drop in and 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 gets to see you know that the big epic battle at the very end right and i do like in the, the lich lord like literally after you defeat the npc you're supposed to fight it out with the other thing so it still ends uh competitively but if like you stay too long when you're fighting over treasure you will still you'll die <laughs> which is great i love that idea oh shoot that's a spoiler but whatever okay i was helping lich lord in the game that i was playing the final <laughs> boss fight with like, no don't do that you'll kill them harder by doing this and i was waiting until they they, they all fought it out to, to you know to sneak in at the back and take over that's awesome yeah. Anyways, my plan didn't go according to plan because the Lich Lord player was too too weak and didn't listen to me enough. <laughs> All right. So how about you? Oh, I think the game that comes to mind is actually Arena Rex, which is oh, a gladiator yes. battle game. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to... You obviously have your characters who are attacking each other, but if you want to build up bonus damage in the game, it's kind of like a gladiator fight where you've got your lions around, or maybe you have like a giant scorpion around or some mm-hmm. other crazy or mythical beast. And you're attempting to like maneuver your opponents closer to them. Like Frostgrave has wandering beasts, mm-hmm. but they're not, they're not quite as dangerous. Yeah. But in, in arena Rex, you're basically starting to do double damage. If you get yeah. your positioning correctly. And a lot of the game is based around like repositioning with one yeah. certain effect 
effects happen and pushes happen. Yeah. That you basically build double damage by like using these NPCs on the board to, to push push the enemy into the NPCs so that the NPC attacks them as well. Yeah, it's kind of like battle bots yeah. almost when I think of it. You're you're using the board yeah. against your opponent. Yeah, it's definitely really fun. And especially so thematic, right? When you're talking about uh gladiator battles and like pushing a guy like literally that's happened in it happens in gladiator right where they had like a chain tiger and then they push uh russell crowe i think into the tiger and the tiger jumps on him luckily doesn't kill him and then he goes away and i think he does he push someone else into the tiger i don't remember but yeah totally thematic great use i agree if i had unlimited money for buying matches i would have a lot of arena rex anyways <laughs> one yeah. day all right so uh, i think this will be the last one yep uh but all right sorry statistically yeah so for this one i'm going to uh just because you mentioned uh the topic we had i'll, I'll choose one uh, uh, along the same lines um about things we've talked about recently so i was thinking about you know, we, we, we talked a bit about War Machine Mark II in a previous podcast, and it made me think, um, what do, was the most broken unit in War Machine Mark II, this is in easy. your opinion? So easy. Four minutes, so this is the last one. It was freaking like Haley II, who would just stop time, and you wouldn't get to play your turn. Like, how much more broken? She would just have two turns in a row? Well, to be fair, it wouldn't, like, stop all your guys, but they would, of course it would only affect a certain area and your guys wouldn't get to activate, which uh -huh. given there's certain critical turns when you need to like uh -huh. use your whole army to like deliver a crushing blow, they'd be like, oh yeah, I see you were going to deliver that crushing blow. How about I take your turn away for all your guys you put into position to deliver the crushing blow? And it would just be over for you often. And you would no longer be able to, like you knew it would be coming. So you'd have to play the game entirely different to only offer up little bits of your army and they would just destroy little parts of your army bit by bit. Cause they would take a gunfighter list where they mm -hmm. wouldn't have to move their guys into risk. They would just start shooting you. And yeah. then you move your thing in, they shoot it, you move it in, they shoot it. Cause you have to play around this feat that stops your guys from getting their activation and you would just be destroyed. And they, and they had a chance to update and then it and say, yes, I'm so good at this game. <laughs> yeah. And I think they updated it too, to dial it back like the tiniest bit. And it was still just, broken okay all right so i would say I, that's the first unit that came to my head as well Haley too i have so many nightmares and then our, our, our buddy um a y would would play it and, and i'd be like really you trust Haley again he's like yeah, it's, she's just I'm, my favorite character no, and i'm like no, yeah no, she's no. also just the most broken one it was also all your favorite characters are the most broken units in the game <laughs> it's also called i'm practicing for tournaments it's like yeah okay <laughs> practices a lot <laughs> yeah i'm practicing against these noobs that i'm trying to get into the game uh, and crush them mm -hmm. yeah i do feel like it was so punishing and it, it does make it make you think about um you know the how how it would be handled now i think eventually they did have to nerf her or well yeah because it breaks the whole work. mechanics of the game like the whole folks of the game as i said at the very beginning of that yeah, i feel like you position your guys to make a big attack because the war machine yeah. you're on the clock so you'll often like position your guys to make one big turn where you deliver like your big blow and your or your combo that you've mm -hmm. set up, but they can just be like, no. You yeah. just 
live your combo when yeah, you plan to. And now you, yeah, I break yeah. your combo and now you have no combo. Yep. Uh, I do feel like this is one of those things where people where, where especially like with as games go on, people have like a really good idea of a core of a game. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes they just run out of things to create. So they start creating things that are out there, but they don't, they often don't put enough due process on what, um, on whether these new things uh, walk away or destroy your the base concept of your game, right? Yeah, so the idea is they always saying is like, oh, first you create the core game and then you break the rules. But if you break the rules too much, there's no longer any core of the game and you just literally shattered the things that people liked about your game. Right? So with the last minute on this, do you, they introduced Colossals, which are basically high armor, really high health, big troops that weren't there at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Do you think any of those Colossals really broke the game? No, you want to uh, they did break the game, but like not in terms of being overpowered. They just skewed the game to be rock, paper, scissors, and they were terrible. And they changed the game so that it could not work at a lower point level. It had to work at a higher point level because the, the Colossals just took too much point of the army. So you either destroy the Colossal win, don't destroy the Colossal or lose, unless you're playing at enough points where there are a small enough percentage of your army that, you know, you don't get crushed one way or the other. Okay, so they weren't OP. They just created a... Yep. Yeah. So I, I would say actually that I guess they are the most broken as a, as an idea. They're the most game breaking, but not the most OP. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good final answer to, to our last topic. And my real final answer is unpainted models. <laughs> they break my immersion in the game. All right. All right. So that was our, uh, all our topics. Uh, did I say that the last one was supposed to be four minutes or yeah, I did. All right. Yep. yep. All right, so those are our topics. Uh, if you have any topics that you want to uh, tell us, you want any questions you want answered, uh, come give us a shout. Uh, you can find us, uh, contact us at, at, at contact at diceoveryting.com or you can uh, find us on uh, Facebook yeah, at Dice Over Everything Group. Because mm-hmm, we can't read your mind and know how long the topic is. <laughs> or all maybe right. we have read your mind and answered all your questions already. Who knows? Of course. All right. Uh, if we have done that, also give us a shout at those places. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been Alan. Yeah, it's been Brandon. Bye.